Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Breathing techniques are exploding in popularity, but with so many practices to choose from, how do you know which ones actually work? Well, today we have Lucas Rockwood on the show with us. He is the founder of Yoga Body, and he is here to discuss breathwork and his unique framework for water, coffee, and whiskey breathing, and how these different types of breathwork impact your nervous system. Lucas has over 20 years of experience teaching yoga and breathwork to students worldwide, and his TEDx talk on the subject has over 3 million views. He's going to share practical tips for choosing the right breathwork practice to balance your energy levels, amp them up if you need to, or promote deep relaxation throughout your day. This is a very practical episode, and I've already started implementing this routine that he lays out in my own life, and it has been very beneficial. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Lucas, I was watching a TEDx video where you are talking about three different types of breathing. You're talking about water breathing, whiskey breathing, and coffee breathing. Can you explain what these types of breath work are and how they impact our body? I think the simplest way to understand it is if you're first learning about nutrition, you can really go down a deep well looking at micronutrients and phytonutrients and polyphenols and all these things, but you kind of need to zoom back and look at macronutrients. So understanding what foods are fats, what foods are proteins, what foods are carbohydrates, the three big macros, probably that would be the starting point. When it comes to breathing, very often people will talk about their favorite breathing practice or a breathing practice that they love or a breathing practice that they heard about a celebrity doing. And that's interesting, but it's much more important to zoom out and say, how does this breathing practice affect my nervous system? And with that in mind, similar to the three different ways that we can affect our nervous system when it comes to breathing, it doesn't really matter what brand name or what guru or what author or what teacher is teaching. Everything can really be categorized into, is it a practice that balances, modulates my nervous system, a water category practice? Is it a practice that upregulates my sympathetic nervous system? So we call those coffee category practices or something that makes you sleepy and upregulates your parasympathetic system. So we'd call those whiskey practices. It's just a really simple overlay to help you understand whether you hear about box breathing or four, seven, eight breathing or two more breathing, whatever it might be just to think, okay, okay, let's stop from the hype and let's just think about what this actually is. And then if you're still excited about it, if it still makes sense for what you're trying to do, wake up, fall asleep, balance, then go for it. But if not, just choosing accordingly so you choose the right practice at the right time. I love that. Did you come up with these names? Somebody asked me that. And I it's so rare that I have an original thought in my life. So I thought I got it from somebody else, but I can't find it from anybody else. I think so. <laughs> I think so. But uh, You're like I, looking for the attribution. You're like, I'm it's me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a zero innovator. It's funny. People always tell me like, Lucas, you never invented anything. I was like, totally true. I'm just a teacher. I have no idea. I went on this speaking tour and I was trying to explain, well, I've been teaching breathing now since 2006, I guess, in, oh, in professional wow. training, professional training settings. And it would be a wow, except I didn't get any direction, Eric, until like five years ago when I started using this nomenclature because so many things in health and wellness get so complicated. You know, whether you're looking at heart rate variability or you're looking at sleep cycles or or there's so much that it's really easy to get lost. And so, um, yeah, it's really made a big difference in terms of understanding and I don't drink coffee or whiskey, so it's always kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but uh, helpful to remember. I love it. Can you give us a couple examples or an example of each sure. one that our yeah, listeners so, can practice? Yeah. 
everything has to do with gas pedal brake. So it really, when you look at breathing, there's a number of different things we can play with. Like we could do breath hold at the top, breath hold at the bottom. We could do prolonged exhale. And all of those things have a smaller effect. But think of those like the micronutrients, like is there magnesium? Is it microalgae? Are there polyphenols in your green tea or whatever it might be? But the big effects in terms of how is this practice going to affect my nervous system, that has everything to do with rate. And so if somebody was coming back to like heart rate zones, for example, which is probably many of your audience are familiar with, right? People would choose a target zone perhaps for that day's cardio or whatever. The same is true with breath. So it's really about pace. And so when we look at a water category practice, a practice that modulates and balances your nervous system, this would be appropriate morning, night, midday, anytime. Think glass of water on the nightstand before bed, right when you wake up, always fine. And the rate of that breathing would be four to six breaths per minute, four to six breaths per minute. Some people call this like a coherent breath or a resonant breath, or we just call it water breathing, but that's the same idea. And to give you a a reference point, most people are breathing at least double, if not more, that rate right now. So most people listening are breathing 15, 16 breaths per minute. So we take that and we pretty much cut it in half, but we double the volume, Eric. So you're not in any way changing gas exchange. You're just slowing everything down to basically tell your nervous system, you're cool, you're calm, you're collected, but we're not messing with gas exchange. That happens at the other two. Right now, over 50% of Americans have reported experiencing burnout at some point in their life. But the source of burnout isn't just relationships or a crazy job. It can come from exercise too. This can lead to plateaus you just can't get over, or you just lose motivation and don't feel like going to the gym. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Your body isn't responding to exercise like you want, or you just can't lose those unwanted pounds, or you're just getting frequently injured. If you've experienced any of these things, then check out my free email course on how to stop exercise burnout. In this five-part email course, I'm going to share with you the formula for stopping burnout, how to build an exercise program that prevents you from hitting a wall while predictably delivering results. I'll also reveal how to use your smartwatch data to end exercise burnout. This is a free email course that I created after getting feedback from going on so many other podcasts and from questions that y'all have submitted to me via email or DM. So sign up now and learn how to stop exercise burnout and get back on the road to thriving. The other way, in order to have a whiskey effect, put you to sleep, we start breathing really slowly and we define slowly as three breaths per minute or less. And most people, even if they're new to breathing, they can get down to three breaths per minute really comfortably. And most people with a couple of weeks of practice can get their breath very, very comfortably down to one breath per minute, which doesn't seem that exciting. But then you think about, okay, I do a 10 breath practice. That's 10 minutes, one breath per minute, 10 breaths. That's really slow. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And so you can imagine what that effect has on your nervous system, not appropriate while driving or trying to be on a podcast, but (laughs) trying to knock yourself out at the end of the day, very effective. And then the, um, the opposite category, the simplest way to think about it is just to think about someone like, I don't know, Usain Bolt at the end of a sprint, right? Hands on your knees (laughs) and now turn that breath into a metronome, tick, 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 tick. So 30 breaths per minute or faster is going to pretty clearly clock you into what we'd call a coffee category, a sympathetic nervous system, upregulating 
something that anyone's familiar with during like a zone four, zone five heart rate, during a sprint on a air bike, and any of these kinds of things. Even though that's a mouth breathing exercise induced coffee category, when we do it in a breathing setting, it's often sitting on the floor and we'll mostly do it through our nose, although sometimes people use mouth breathing. But again, really the determining factor is always the rate at which we breathe. It's gas pedal breaker, somewhere in between. Such a beautiful and picturesque way to do this. Like it's now cemented, I think, in a lot of people's minds. As you were talking about water breathing, a thought came to my mind. I'm assuming, you know, I do a lot of mindfulness practice, but this sounds Mm. to me like what is happening. Like you're not, the whole point of mindfulness is you're not trying to, well, depending on the practice, but let's just take the typical one where you anchor in on a physical sensation like your breath. You're not trying to manipulate your breath. You're trying to observe it. But I do think that there's a concomitant slowdown. And so this would probably be in the water category. Typically. Yeah. Unless you are trying to do a long duration exhale. No, you're absolutely right. So if somebody, if listeners are familiar with like Anapana meditation, which is a breath awareness, tip your nose kind of breath or any kind of mindful breathing, Mm -hmm. the default typically when people bring awareness to breath is slow and deep. And so Mm -hmm. by default, people often go there, which is a really important thing to note is that none of this is foreign to our bodies or to our organism. Like I mentioned, you sprint, you will breathe in a coffee pattern. If you're heavily relaxed, your breath will start to slow down tip into like a three breaths per minute. And so these patterns are familiar to us. It's just the autonomic nervous system. The analogy I always use is you got this automatic car, this autonomic nervous system, but we got this interesting ability to take it out of automatic and switch it into manual. Mm. And then you can shift gears on your own. What does your breathwork practice look like? I have gone from being like a really hardcore yoga recluse, all of the things you would imagine, skinny guy wearing his underwear, sweating in the morning in Thailand, for three hours from 4.30 in the morning till 7.30 in the morning to being like really kind of a normal business owner, father of three, all these kinds of things. So my practices and my teaching have really evolved over the past 20 years. But these days I'm really focused on like sustainability. And I mean that like, what am I going to do consistently? What can I get compliance for? There's so many amazing things you can do for your health. You know, I always, Mm -hmm. you know, joke about the the influencers online with their ideal morning routine. I was like, that's awesome. I've never been able to do that since the first one was born. You know, I, it's just, it's just triage. You know, you wake up and one kid's pooping himself and the other kid's running out the door. Three practices. Morning, we do a coffee practice that's designed to get your circadian rhythm going, get you a spike in cortisol, which is what we'd like in the morning in terms of hormonal balance, get you into a sympathetic nervous system state, which always takes a little bit of re-education. People are scared of sympathetic nervous system states, but we need both. We need yeah. yang and we need yin. And then midday, we do water category practice. And before bed, we'll do a whiskey category practice. So we always say it's a three times a day, five minute per breathing break practice. But to be honest, Eric, it's even shorter than that. Your morning practice takes just a couple of minutes, afternoon as well. That evening one, sometimes you stretch out longer, but usually we do it right next to bed or in bed. So it's not a not a huge ask. And it usually, any time you dedicate, usually reduces your sleep latency to the point where it's a net gain, not a net loss. I absolutely love this. This is so practical for busy people that want to implement these types of things in their lives. Before you leave today, do a friend a favor. We all know somebody that loves breath work or they could use a tool like Lucas described in their own life. Take a picture of the podcast art and share it with them. You never know the impact it could have in their life. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.